Hey, welcome to episode 62 of the Thoughtcast Conversations about Animation. And today we've got a holiday special. We celebrate good cheer, however that song goes from the Star Wars holiday special. (laughs) We celebrate good cheer. I don't even know. (laughs) I'm sorry. Yeah, this is going to be one of those episodes. We'll keep it short. We'll keep it light. It's a holiday week. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving to everyone out there. But um, today, I'm your host, Philip. Tomorrow, I might not be. Um... And I'm joined by my brother, Dawson, coming to us from southern Minnesota. Uh, and Jody Pulaski coming to us from... Aug- uh, <laughs> sometimes I Augusta, say... Augusta, Georgia. Yeah, Augusta, Georgia. Yeah, I mean, if you're ever going to remember my city, it should be this month because the Masters are happening right now down here. And that's like the big Augusta thing. Yeah, it's golf. Oh. That'd be so fun to go to. Probably can't because of COVID. But yeah, there's no patrons, so the city is like very sad about it. But but it is kind of the claim to fame. So Augusta, Georgia. So is this where Tiger Woods just hit his like eight bogey or something legendary? Like he beefed it. Um, Like three blocks away from my house, he was swinging, (laughs) swinging all around. A golf ball flies into your room. He got Tiger Woods signature on it. um also down in your the the left frame of your of your zoom screen i was like unfocused and i thought you had a baby yoda next to you but it's it's a brown paper bag with like a green book and a basket above it it looks like do you see that philip yeah I cleaned up for the occasion yeah she's yeah. got a baby yoda ear sticking out of that bag who doesn't? <laughs> Baby Yoda is all the rage, even for non-Star Wars people. Like Baby Yoda is a, one of the trends of 2020. This probably the single most universally adored by like all. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone thought Star. Everyone loved Star Wars, but there were still people who didn't watch Star Wars, and now those people love Baby Yoda. So, yeah, everyone can get behind. Well, that most genius marketing strategy Disney has ever concocted. Yeah, it's not it's always the a... great unifier of 2020. Like it's something that brought the nation together for the first time <laughs> in, a, in, in a four years. Time. <laughs> <laughs> the the one constant and the final constant. For, um, yeah, He's the key I, to all this. He is the key. It's not a sure thing that Star Wars will necessarily tran, uh, transcend the entire zeitgeist when a, new, when a new Star Wars comes out, but it just so happened with The Mandalorian that there was a, a piece of it that everyone seemed to latch onto. So. Release the baby Yoda. John yeah, do you think we're going to have the same you know, blissful connection with this holiday special of Star Wars? Yeah, let's talk about what are we doing? What are we talking about? (laughs) Yes. Um, So I'm sitting up here in Snowsville, northern Minnesota. Um, I don't I don't know. uh, Jody, where you're at, can people still like go out places? Like, is there any so because the governor here just kind of closed things down again. You can no longer dine indoors. 
Uh, we've been like in the red zone, like the high numbers, hot spot, like territory, but like, okay. no, nothing is closed. And yes, you do not need a mask. So okay. it's kind of just like a whirlwind down here in the South. But, but you know, when I've been out and about for the like errands for the holidays, it seems like most people are respecting space, but yeah, nothing's technically closed. And uh, there's no impediment to you sharing tip yip with myriad uh, and no. sundry uh, relatives. We're f- let freedom ring in the South. You can share all the tip yip skip you want. God bless America. Let's see. Tip so, yip. In 1978, there was a uh, television special that aired, um, was it NBC, maybe? Uh, and it uh, featured characters from Star Wars, as well as clips that were unused from the, fi- the, make- you know, the original film, um, and all new footage shot on television sound stages with uh, actors like Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca, uh, Harrison Ford, uh, Anthony Daniels, Kenny Baker. Um, those are the droids, C-3PO and R2, respectively. Uh, and it was a wild time. Um, it, it was uh, infamously reviled. I don't think it aired more than once. There are bootleg copies of it. Uh, you can find most people know the story of the infamous Star Wars holiday special. Uh, one of the highlights is an animated sequence that we referenced briefly uh, on an episode recently, our Rock and Rule episode, which was a film made by the same studio that did the animated sequence. Um, so that there's a little bit of backstory on the concept of a Star Wars holiday special. Uh, and Jody, you're pretty unfamiliar with Star Wars, uh, shall we say? Yeah, actually, before we decided uh, what was going on tonight, I was calling this the boy episode, not because I think Star Wars is for boys, but I have not seen a Star Wars movie before. And I know from my childhood memories of both Philip and Dawson that they are well versed in this series and this u- universe, this galaxy. Uh, so I was a little nervous about joining in on today's uh, holiday special, but I'm kind of excited to talk about it with my limited knowledge and see where we go with it. This will be fun. Yeah, that, and there were other like segments, you know, the, it was the whole thing that they did back in the, you know, early days of television. Um, they would do special one-off uh, holiday related uh, broadcasts um, and yeah I don't generally holiday yeah. specials are my favorite thing oh yeah yeah Every, everything can and if if it can it should have a holiday special and I love them I like them a lot too I like to revisit them too like if there's a series I liked like The Office or Parks and Rec I, I do like to if I'm not going to rewatch the series around Christmas time watch their their holiday specials, or maybe I know Family Guy has them. A bunch of shows have them, so I agree. I, I'm a fan. We're watching the new girl, the new girl Thanksgiving episodes right now. Is hmm. the season? Mm-hmm. That's uh, yeah. There's more than one Thanksgiving episode. Yes, uh, they actually. I don't think New Girl has many. Jillian, is this true? New Girl doesn't have any Christmas episodes. No, they do. They're just not 
They do, but they're not good, yeah. according to her. But they are one of the few shows that I know of that has Thanksgiving episodes. Yeah, and yeah they are. They are numbered Thanksgiving one, Thanksgiving two, Thanksgiving three. That's literally yeah. the titles of the episodes. That show um, ran for a while, right? It's not currently running anymore. No, yeah, it's seven seasons. It ended okay, twenty eighteen or something. But um, yeah, Office Christmas episodes. I can't can't get enough of. <laughs> yeah, it's usually a good time for you know. The, a break in the programming, you know, make things festive, just like humanity does once a year when Christmas comes around. Uh, and yeah, I, I love Christmas. You know, a lot of people love Halloween. You know, the, there's, you know, debates over which holiday is better. I mean, I, I personally prefer Christmas. I mean, why, why not focus more on the positive rather than the, uh, I don't know, well, that's what I would have said. I don't, and I, I didn't understand how there could be a debate until this year where Halloween has been gradually becoming bigger and bigger and more and more culturally relevant. It's becoming uh, a, a Christmas of its own because a lot, I mean, a lot of people do like spooky things, but it does sort of go beyond spooky. I mean, so many adults love to dress up more than ever and have, you know, throw big parties. So I think they're kind of sanitizing i mean halloween has always had been pretty sanit. well i don't know it's like cute the the it's so spooky cute clash that is you know anyway it's because people are degenerate and love evil nowadays more than ever no no. yes (laughs) i think it's because people want like just a reason to celebrate like it doesn't matter if it's like thanksgiving or christmas or just like Pi Day, like people want a day to just like make it a little special, like Coffee Day or National Princess Day, or you know, it's fun. Yes. It's fun to have fun. It is. As a kid, like I, I mean, there's nothing better than opening presents on Christmas, even Christmas Day, obviously. But when I was like, I'd flip through the catalogs that had kids' costumes in them, dream about getting them, how sense how they'd feel on my body, and then look forward to that one day a year where it was okay for me to dress up as whatever I wanted to dress up as and go out in public. So in the moment, Halloween sometimes did feel like a way better deal than Christmas, but then halloween passes and you forget about it and you remember that christmas is is the best mm-hmm. yeah it's, it can be a stressful time being around relatives and having to deal with all the you know obligations typically that come with you know, i have to buy presents for yeah. people oh <laughs> have well, to cook tip you um what's tip me up philip it's, I guess, Turkey on Keshik. This uh, short film, it's 47 minutes long. So it's, yeah, like a regular TV special, I guess, if you were scheduling an hour-long block. Um, we were talking about the, the 78 holiday special. Did you even say what we, what we watched for today's episode? Well, this is the Lego. This is the new Star Wars holiday special, the Lego Star Wars holiday special. Um, and it was released November 17th, 42 years exactly, following the release of the original holiday special. Um, but yeah, this the original holiday special t- uh, focuses its main narrative around Chewbacca's family on his home planet, Kashyyyk, home of the Wookiees. Um, and this movie does a similar thing. It takes place after Star Wars, The Rise of... of 
let's take that again. Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. And uh, it shows, it starts out with Rey. She's training Finn, uh, how to use a lightsaber. Um, Poe's around, Rose is around, Chewie's around. Stuff happens. I don't know. It, it seemed odd that they were hanging out on the Millennium Falcon for all their life day to do rather than out in Kashyyyk somewhere. Like at Chewie's family's house, like in the original holiday special. I guess that would have maybe been too similar. That's pretty rad that they had a house up in the trees, but then we're treated to 15 minutes of Chewie's family arguing um, and watching adult films, uh, and it's all <laughs> unsubtitled. So Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of mind numbing. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. I I don't think any of it is subtitled. People probably have the Mandela effect, remembering subtitles when it's just a bunch of Wookies moaning and grunting. Um, but which if you're into that, it's not. <laughs> um, I if I had the chance to party on the Millennium Falcon, I don't know, or to be even be on the Millennium Falcon, I don't know that I'd want to be anywhere else. Yeah. It's um, a little cramped. But. Yeah, a little cramped. Well, they they managed to find room for Max Rebo and a Christmas tree and the entire family. Well, everyone. They managed to find room for everyone in the whole franchise. But um, That was a good joke. The Max Rebo's band, like, they've all either died or have just, like, <laughs> gone missing. I thought it was the Max Rebo 7. What happened to the other six? <laughs> Nothing except alien gibberish. And then Poe says, oh, my condolences. <laughs> Should go right over a child's head, but, you know. Well, like, did he die on the sail barge when it exploded? I mean, he was there. He's playing music on the sail barge. Whether anyone died or lived on the sail barge is up to whoever wants to write a book about it or make a movie about it. Because anyone anyone can die and survive literally anything if it's just, if you want to, if you want to. So, um... Jody, you haven't seen any of the movies with with Ray or Finn? No, but oh. like everyone has, I mean, anyone who's everyone like has a general knowledge of this world. Like I know about Yoda, Darth Vader. Uh, I know that there's like those quotes, those iconic quotes of like, Luke, I am your father. So I did probably catch like maybe half of the jokes because I, I know like modern culture, like pop culture, but I think a lot of things were over my head. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Yoda's sort of the Ron Howard uh, narrator. <laughs> if you compare this to Arrested Development, like he starts out as simply the narrator, but then obviously shows up later on in the show and plays a part in uh, clinching the arc of certain characters. Um, yeah, this mo- this mostly focuses on Ray, just like the films in the sequel trilogy. Um, and it's kind of a, I don't know, a bit of an inane, um, inciting incident, you could say. It's like, oh, Finn is comedically bad at learning how to be a Jedi in these slapstick moments that we're showing on this Lego special. <laughs> and so Ray, free, you know, freaks out and has to go. But I, I guess you learn that the reason she has to go to this one temple to find this MacGuffin is because it only works on life day. 
<laughs> yeah. So, so on Christmas, Ray is trying to train her friend who's comically bad at learning how to use a lightsaber in the force. And we don't even know that he's force sensitive anyway, because the movies never tell us that. Um, but of course, it's nice to see J.J. Abrams' words after the fact come to fruition in sequel material. Anyway, she's trying to train Finn. And he sucks at it. She goes, what can I do? Researches the Jedi text. They're not helpful until finally it is helpful. And it says, only on Christmas, go to this random planet and find the time travel crystals and find Kip Dynamite's time travel crystals <laughs> so that you can um, go and mess up the space-time continuum so that you can show your friend how to be a good Jedi on Christmas. Um, so the plot was awful. Um, there was none. <laughs> and it, but <laughs> there was, um, it, I, I couldn't handle the first like few minutes. But it, it got fun, actually, for me later on. I, I th- was there ever a point where like, it won you over a little bit? Or were you guys kind of miserable the whole way through? Yeah, go ahead, Jody. Uh, I wasn't miserable because it was short and they had all these little silly things. And I guess, you know what I, the one thing I guess I like from it is I really like time travel and like questioning like the rules of time travel. So I really did like seeing like, okay, so if you go back in time, like, can you meet yourself? Can you mess up the past and affect the future? You know, like that kind of stuff is fun for me to think about. And honestly, like that's all I really thought about. So it wasn't miserable. It never became like very enjoyable, but I enjoyed not really the show. Yes. I'll, I'll say, I, I agree with that, that since it's a kid's, purely and only a kid's film um, that it's the perfect medium to have a, a low stakes, no rules, time travel environment, which means that just wonderful things can happen like characters meeting each other and even battling each other. And um, so, so yeah, that's what I, I just, yeah, that's what I had a fun time watching, but Philip. They reenact the cover of the star Wars Stratego board game out in the Moss Eisley desert or uh, Tatooine desert. <laughs> um, that, that's a inside joke between. Is that, is that Obi? Hold on. Is that Obi-Wan? Is that a, it's just this attack of the clones obi One battling darth maul no no No. it's just you know characters from across the saga lined up like it's a you know oh revolutionary war era they're charging each other outside this was one of the three (laughs) things that i loved about this little film was that yeah in the middle of uh, was it moss eisley or was it luke's farmstead it was the farmstead the farmstead in the in the sandy yard of the farmstead um a a whole horde of of characters from across all the saga get um dumped and um start to fight each other and that's just the best little lego character that's when i finally was like oh this you know what this feels like it feels like a little kid playing with their legos Mm -hmm. and telling a story with them it was cute to see them yeah, having them dumped, like some of their pieces fall off, they're switching helmets back, and they're kind of like collecting themselves before getting back into the story again. I agree, I like that. A little bit of a Toy Story moment. Yes, very, t- right, right. Um, Darth Maul's torso hops across the sand on his arm and then does some crazy flippy action with his lightsaber. Yeah. Uh, all the Obi-Wans saying hello there together uh, <laughs> uh, at the same time was the best thing ever. Um, and uh, the other thing I liked, so this is the third thing I liked, um, all the Obi-Wans, the big sand fight with all the characters, 
and uh, it's nice to see the yellow lightsaber in action. Um, Ray uses her yellow lightsaber throughout, um, and I just I like yellow lightsabers. Mm -hmm. Some people hate them, but whatever. Um, uh, yeah, I watched this last night after mom, dad, and I watched this biopic about Cornish uh, folk singers Cornish called Fisherman's Friend. Game hens? <laughs> Cornish game hens, Cornish pixies, Cornish. Yeah, no, not not Cornish game hens. <laughs> uh, there's this like movie. It's a true story about these Cornish folk singers that make it big, um, called The Fisherman's Friends. And um, after that, I was we were gonna watch this Lego Star Wars holiday special, but mom was tired, and so dad was the only one who stuck around. So like, when it became clear that this wasn't necessarily like going to be a gut buster a minute sort of irreverent, you know, Lego movie, Chris Lord or Phil Lord and Chris Miller affair. Like I started to feel kind of a little bar embarrassed watching this. <laughs> yeah. Um, You're like, all right, dad, you can, you can let me go. It's fine. This <laughs> is one of those little kindergarten reader books brought to life on the screen for your nanny to pull up for a two-year-old who's not paying any attention. I was wondering for people who are, I mean, pretty decent fans of this, what do you call it? Like series or enterprise or whatever, Star Wars. Does it oh, ruin life, it a little Joey. bit? Yeah, this this life like happening. Does it ever like kind of ruin it to watch these little moments? Or can you kind of like shrug it off because it's just so not mattering? Like it doesn't bug you that, okay, you get to see like, I don't know the characters' names, but them going back and forth in the past and future. Like it doesn't throw off. Because it's Lego, because mm -hmm. it's Lego, no. If if it's Lego, yeah. I don't care. Have, have at it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i comfortable with some of the elements here informing a little bit of like what actually goes on in the story. Just like the premise of Ray training Finn and all that, the crew kind of sticking together. I mean, all that I hope is sort of reflective of what happens in Star Wars canonically. Because um, I, I think there's some like question as to whether Rey even like plans on leaving Tatooine at the end of The Rise of Skywalker, which is like <laughs> kind of bonkers. But I, I think the novel kind of implies that, you know, Tatooine is her new home. Oh, there's a novel. She moves to, t to live a hermit. Like, well, <laughs> No, I think it's just. I'm gonna like, bury um, these lightsabers. <laughs> yeah, I and think it's her metaphorical home because she. Maybe adopts. she's gonna farm lightsabers. <laughs> she's gonna. She planted seed lightsaber seeds in the ground, and now she's gonna grow a whole field of them. Yeah. Too. Well, there is a wooden lightsaber used at the beginning, so it's not all that impossible. She can I, grow the wooden ones. I agree. Out of the seeds. Agree. That's true. Um, Kyber crystals. They could. Kyber crystals, when planted in the sand on life day, can be watered by the moisture vapor and produce. Um, yeah, who knows what those kyber crystals can do. When... Raise an army of force-sensitive Tuscan raiders. Um, yeah, it's, it's, uh, but yeah, it's, it's purely a sandbox. It's Lego. And there are a bunch of other Lego Star Wars series. Um, you can find them on Disney+. Plus. A lot of them aired on, like, Cartoon Network or Disney, uh, Disney XD, or, or you know, there's Lego Star Wars Freemaker Adventures. There's 
Lego Star Wars All Stars. Um, I've never I've been seen curious any of if these. there's anything to those or if they're just. They've got some like silly charm, but yeah, nothing on the level of like the Lego movie. Right. Um, So is Lego owned by the Disney Corporation? Is that why they have so many of these like tied in collaborations? Or is it just like they know it's going to be a success so they work together, these two companies? Who isn't owned by the mouse? (laughs) Uh, Lego is, yeah, that's its own independent company. They're based in Denmark. Um, and yeah, the Lego movie is a Warner Brothers film. Um, so, I mean, they work with all different entertainment companies. Um, Just have a bunch of deals out there then, right? Contracts yeah. and everything. And yeah, so the that's the way to do it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could, so it could theoretically happen one day. Lego's like no more Star Wars and then cuts all ties. And then Disney Plus has to remove all their Lego Star Wars films and well, no, because they probably know. have rights to those. Yeah. Who has could, rights like, to what is it? Mm. Yeah, I, but they could be like, well, now we want to do something with trolls and we're going to go with DreamWorks and do that. Like they have probably flexibility when it comes to these decisions. But obviously Legos with Star Wars is like a great mix because you get so many people who either love Legos or Star Wars. Yeah, what, studio, was... what studio made the Lego movie movies? Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. I, okay. I guess, yeah, Warner Animation. Which, does Disney own them? Yeah. <laughs> what do I know? Uh, um, uh, and they were inactive for a while. Like, after Iron Giant underperformed, they shut down their animation, their in-house animation division. But a then, disgusting sentence. Iron <laughs> Giant underperformed. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, Lego is, it's a great opportunity for, like, having an easy kind of cultural um, reference point, you know, and and Lego movie was just very much a lot of irreverent, just sort of postmodern humor um, kept to like a PG level, but it was like a Shrek kind of affair. So many cultural references. And I mean, I guess the original like granddaddy of that style of humor in animation um, especially for like our modern era is of course the Simpsons. Um, mm. And now that's all, you know, run by Disney. Um, but, you know, having these jokes that poke fun at certain tropes, you know, that are characteristic of American culture, really like trying to put a fine point on certain I don't know, cultural touchstones and I don't know, how would you describe it? It's just, you're, you're really boiling down certain elements to their most basic form and, and then constructing something out of that and generating humor from that. Well, that would be called satire, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. And they've done this, I mean, on the other end of it, the non-Lego and doing the Star Wars ends. I know that there's been a Family Guy Star Wars episode. Has there been like a Simpsons Star Wars episode? Robot like Chicken. Probably Simpsons Star Wars. I was somewhere in there, I'm sure. Yeah. Futurama, the whole thing, you know, gets to play with sci-fi and I'm sure some Star Wars has come up. Yeah, the Simpsons distillation of culture kind of necessarily also uh, involves a lot of Star Wars parody. Um, but I, I don't know if there's been a whole episode necessarily dedicated to it, but possibly. 
um, Family Guy, they just recreated the original Star Wars trilogy um, with their Star Wars episodes. And then uh, Robot Chicken was like sketches um, pertaining to Star Wars. And that was very deconstructive. Um, and yeah, I, I was hoping for something similar to that because the Lego movies were so good at that. Um, but this is much more along the lines of the kind of humor that you find in those existing Lego Star Wars series. Uh, it's aimed at mainly very little kids. I was gonna say like, this is when I was watching it, like the seven and eight year old, it really does hold the attention for kids because they're going from like scene to scene to scene. It's a bunch of little mini plots. And I feel like kids really like that. That like holds their attention better than like one long journey. It's like a bunch of little moments. You kind of, I mean, it's not the same as when we talked about Over the Garden Wall where they're in different scenes every episode, but I was watching it. I was like, Sebastian, my nephew will like this when he gets older for sure. Like kids are going to like it. Yeah, this is pretty... ADD structure. I mean, she she teleports yeah, into, she teleports into new and across time in some locations, I, completely random that that never tie into anything ultimately overall. Whereas the fable structure of over the garden wall is you know every scene and setting has meaning and contributes to this greater whole. But a lot of it was just here she is and look what that is. Do you remember that from the movies? And this. yeah. And they kept um, like throwing in quotes and I would type down the quote and I was like, oh, I need to ask them how it ends. So like they say like anger leads to hate and hate leads to, and I was like, I oh, don't yeah. know. What does oh, it lead to? Because they don't answer. <laughs> yeah. like, That's a pretty good joke. I know what it leads to. Um, oh, I think the one, the like maybe the, the biggest um, tongue in cheek Star Wars Wait, thing. Wait, you guys, what does anger lead to? That's it's a question. Oh, okay. guess. Anger leads to hate. Wait. Hate leads to anger, and anger leads no, to... No, um, fear leads to fear anger. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Well, hate leads to and suffering, leads... but... Oh. To, to, to the dark side. To the dark side, basically. Uh, um, and, I should uh, have guessed. She goes into the Phantom Menace room at the very beginning, and Obi-Wan says, this is so boring. No one cares about trade disputes. So that's like the one shot at Star Wars the film kind of takes. There may be a few others, but um. yeah, it's not devoid of that. But um, I wished for more. And the uh, animation style I was going to mention isn't like the faux stop motion of the Warner Brothers films. It's a much more traditional looking, you know, smooth CGI like you find in the Lego video games. Um, it yeah, it doesn't look cinematic. Unfortunately, I was kind of hoping for that but um, it does match what you find in those uh, other star wars series i thought the animation was fine for what it was i mean like you said mm-hmm. it's not something you'd like want to see at a movie theater but i was i i like what they do when they are working on like toys and they're trying to mimic like plastic materials with this animation style i think that's fun to watch like i'm not a big fan of the toy story uh series but i do like watching how the light like reflects on the the plastic eyes and like how their fuzzy areas look animated so that's that's kind of cool i like seeing that in in movies Mm -hmm. yeah yeah yeah. i wish they would have taken a little further you know toys toy story 4 had such a photo reel quality to it um this didn't really try to match that 
Um, but I wonder what their budget was for like something like this, like a like yeah. a long story. Did you find that? Probably not much. Um, you know, they I don't think bothered to inject any more of a budget than you know what they would for the, the typical episode of the show for this length. I glanced at your notes. Did they say uh, I wouldn't know? But do the characters? have the same voices at all with the live action performers or not? I, I looked at the cast. Um, a couple actors from the films do appear, uh, but it's mostly sound alikes. Um, Billy D. Williams as Lando Calrissian, uh, Anthony Daniels as C-3PO. Uh, you have um, Kelly Marie Tran as Rose Tico. And I don't know, Matthew Wood, he's a sound engineer that works at Skywalker Sound or at Luke's film. Um, he didn't, he played General Grievous in the films, but um, here he plays Dio and Kylo Ren. Um, am I missing any? I, I think that's pretty much it. Um, Anakin Skywalker is voiced by Matt Lanter, who voices Anakin in The Clone Wars. Um, uh, Obi-Wan is voiced by James Arnold Taylor, who does Obi-Wan in The Clone Wars. A.J. Locasio does Han Solo. He sounds pretty good. And I remember when he broke out as like the star of that Back to the Future video game um, in 2010. He just was such an accurate sound alike for Michael J. Fox. Uh, but now he's gone on to do quite a bit of stuff. So he's shown his versatility. Eric Bauza does a pretty good Luke Skywalker, especially for like a comedic role. And then he's also the emperor. Um, and then Darth Vader is voiced by a guy who got famous doing a YouTube fan film series, oh. Chad Vader. Chad Vader. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> So Matt Sloan, that's who that is. I love when people get famous from their little YouTube channels or their TikToks. Like there was a girl, this has nothing to do with anything, mm -hmm. but she liked to mimic Ariana Grande. Mm -hmm. And then like Ariana Grande, like let her be in her music videos. I think yeah. it's cool when that's people great. like have like a passion for whatever, Star Wars, Ariana Grande, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then they get scooped up and they get to like actually go do it. The real <laughs> thing. It's so easy to follow your dreams now because your dream can be so dumb and yet catch on like wildfire, wildfire Flower. and get you wildflower. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's like, you'll not like, you'll never meet Ariana Grande. Like, what are you doing, kid? But then kid's like, I'm just gonna tweet her. do her impression and film mm -hmm. it. And now I met her. Good job, mom. You know, yeah. thank you, mom. I don't know. That's crazy. It's awesome. It's a good time to be alive. Was the night before life day in a galaxy far, far away. Looking good. Tree, food, decorations. <laughs> Coming together, heroes were to celebrate the day. Please be a cape. Please be a cape. It's a wrap. For Ray, adventure called, and she thought it would be fast. Wow. But there she found a key to the galaxy's past. What are you doing? This is so cool! We've seen my master. Yeah. My master's master. Concentrate. My master's father. Impressive. My master's father's master. Emperor Palpatine? Hmm? I don't believe it! Uh, 
think maybe you could put a shirt on? It's a key oh. to travel across space and time. <laughs> I will change the future. So sure are you. Mm -hmm. Less talky-talky, more fighty-fighty. Ah! Hold races. Jigs! Oh, double jigs! Gimme, gimme, gimme! Galaxy's best emperor. Meh! You thinking what I'm thinking? Music! A time of joy. This is... Ray! A friendship. A family. Who are you guys? Master Skywalker. My son. I mean, my. These binary sons. Unta, unta, solos? You want to shoot first? After you. This couldn't have cost more than a few million dollars to make. I hope not. I, I And I was hoping that, like, Daisy Ridley was in this. Oh, I, I thought was she terrible. was. Yeah, I didn't like the voice of Ray. I did not like the voice of Ray, but I didn't know what I was supposed to compare it to. What's her accent supposed to be? Like that, but lovely. Um... This gal sounded like the the annoying British lady at the end of the office. Um, the the long red hair. Oh yes, I don't know yeah. her name, but um, she, if, the character grew on me after a while, and I mean, and she's funny and and, and a fine actor, obviously, but her voice was not right for Ray. Um, Helen Sadler, she's cute. Um, she's done some NCIS and True Blood. Um, She's in Star Wars she Battle. She must be a working actor in LA then if she's been in NCIS. Uh, in let's see. What, where's she from? Um, I don't know if it says. Yeah, not, not much info on Helen Sadler. Uh, I will say I sent you guys a picture before we started, but I know a couple of girls who are friends with Ray in the theme parks. And yeah. they, have to, they have to work on that voice a long time and I've heard them just kind of talk in it just for fun. And I was like, they do it way better in my opinion than, than this girl. I was like, they need to call up some of my friends and see if they'll do the next one. Oh, that's cool. You know, it is cool. Right now there's no park entertainers though, which is kind of sad. I mean, it's sad for the whole entertainment business right now, so. No park entertainer. The, yeah. the, the goofy suit should be the <laughs> this COVID prevention mask of all time. Like I think some of the characters, like maybe some of the Star Wars like troopers, like they'll wander around in the distance, but you can't like talk to them or touch them or anything. Oh. No photo ops. I, I don't think so. It'd yeah. probably have to be like socially distanced. Mm -hmm. Well, that's uh, yeah. Um your your friend, is she currently not working at Disney now or oh, yeah, unfortunately, like she was one of the twenty-eight thousand that got mm. like gently let go a few months ago. But a lot of those girls, I know that they're they're optimistic about being taken back. The problem is with I mean, face performing is you have a limited time magic with your skin and your your look. So Mm -hmm. see what happens there being a voiceover actor though like you could look like whatever you want so maybe sure. you should look into that for the future gosh i mean i've just watched uh for the second time the premiere of the animaniacs on hulu yeah you tried to scam us into switching <laughs> to that last minute i was like oh my god i'm already 32 minutes into the star yeah. wars thing i no, have not I, seen it i just uh thought it might be fun to kind of compare and contrast styles since i was hoping for biting satire with 
this Lego Star Wars holiday special, especially with the kind of fodder that you can play off of with, you know, something as just rich with history and infamy as Mm -hmm. the actual Star Wars holiday special. But instead, we got this kind of fluff. Um, And then, yeah, what's that? I was going to say, how, how did it fare? Like, how was the Animaniacs in comparison? Um, and good. Like, they, the premiere episode especially has a lot of great commentary on, like, oh, we've been gone for the past uh, 22 years and so much has changed and we can really just unload <laughs> on all that's happened. Um, the age of social media. and Facebook is a wasteland. and. <laughs> um i don't know brain invents memes um just so many different brain invents memes that's awesome everything's being rebooted everyone's selling out but you know the animaniacs know that they're selling out which means they're cool (laughs) um you know i they're always just very self-referential you know back when the show was airing um yeah i mean it's it's fun um just very wacky, very Looney Tunes-esque. But uh, yeah, I uh, I don't know what more there is to say really about the Star Wars holiday special. Other Not than much. That. Don't watch it. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> yeah, if you, if you have a seven-year-old that's like bugging you while you're trying to make like your cranberry sauce and your stuffed giblets, like turn it on. But other than that, like just uh, turn off the TV and enjoy your family because this special isn't that great. Or turn off the TV and don't enjoy your family because you can't enjoy your family because the government told you not to. <laughs> There's, yeah, better satirical commentary on... I know. Um, well, on Star Wars, on the Star Wars holiday special, you know, on various YouTube blogs out there. I, don't I know. was hoping, honestly, kind of for, for a Lego version of the Star Wars holiday special, maybe where they just messed with it. Like they took the original, what happened and the, the nothing that happened in the original holiday special and yeah maybe like made it better or something yeah yeah i i mean this is almost worse i mean it's basically worse (laughs) than the original holiday special just because it's less memorable yes and there's nothing fun to talk about um other than i would i would watch it just for the scene of like all the the fight in the desert which just feels like a kid playing with his Legos. That's or her Legos. That's when the uh, that's when all the Obi Wan say hello there, and that's when the Hans ask each other who wants to shoot first, and that's when Darth Maul does his crazy thing, and they all just have a big battle. And it's like, yeah, I'd watch a five minute scene of just that happening, and I didn't need anything else. The moment where Luke is like <laughs> uh, trying to flee from ray and darth vader as they're charging him he's like private farm private farm oh, yeah that no was trespassing <laughs> private farm private. <laughs> the darth vader's oh, doing each other that was pretty fun too on hoth but yeah well that one went above my head but like one that i could appreciate as someone who doesn't know it was when he said my son i mean the two suns in the sky. And I was like, oh, I get it, because that's I mean, father. And I was like, mm. Oh, it's, mm. A, it's a good dad joke. It was there. Literally a joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Less talky-talky, more fighty-fighty. I, I mean, hate that. Yeah, Emperor kind of. Lazy man. writing. Woohoo, yeah. dark side. Those are like little bits that you Woo-hoo. hear in the trailer, you know. Oh, I'm the Emperor, and I'm uh, just making jokes about how evil I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, the moment where like BB-8 is defending the 
lifeless Luke as he's like unconscious in the Emperor's throne room was kind of cute. Was it uh, Kylo was about to execute the unconscious, like uh, wormy robed Luke as he's laying on on the balcony and like BB-8 rolls to his defense and holds out his lighter. I thought that was kind of cute. It was cute. BB-8 gets destroyed. That was like the one dramatic moment in the thing. Yeah. I loved seeing BB-8 get destroyed. (laughs) Yeah, satisfying. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I I certainly don't dislike BB-8 by any means. No, I don't either. But (laughs) I just seeing him get wrecked made me happy. I I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that kind of stuff is because it's a Lego movie. You can do whatever you want. It's fun seeing these characters just get annihilated. (laughs) More dismemberment would have been good. Yep. Well, I was, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm tapping out officially. You That's can fine. Finish, you can finish You, you got to get going. Like. Yeah. How, yeah. How do, how do we wrap this one up? Because honestly, um, like, I I'll think... just, yeah. <laughs> Final thoughts. Just uh, Final thoughts. Quick. Dawson first. I'm going to copy what he says. Um. Hang on a second. Hang on. I'm almost there. Um. Were you like laughing at something earlier? Is that what? No, I was just uh, had no idea what to do and say. Um, okay, so this is what I, we celebrate: a day of peace, a day of harmony, a day of joy we can all share together joyously. A day that takes us through the darkness, a day that leads us into might, a day that makes us want to celebrate the light, a day that prom- that brings the promise that one day we'll be free. To live, to laugh, to dream, to grow, to trust, to love, to be. And that is a day to celebrate by Carrie Fisher from the Star Wars Holiday Oh, Star. I love it. Oh, I interrupted you, but I love that. No, that, good. it's not bad. Uh, the lyrics aren't bad. Um, I recommend the poem, A Day to Celebrate. Um, please spare yourself the context or don't. Go watch it. Go, you'll be just marveled. Jody, any final thoughts? God. Well, I was going to copy Dawson, and I cannot memorize that much stuff. So yeah, I didn't memorize it. I looked is... up the lyrics. Oh, damn it. All right. Well, my final thoughts are, like, if you want to watch it, watch it. If you don't, don't. And uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving, because that's all I have to say about this special. Yes. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. This is a charming little piece. We got little kids. You want to put something on to calm them down. And, I don't know, maybe uh, ease you into your nice Thanksgiving nap. Um, otherwise, you all, you know, have a wonderful time celebrating with family wherever you can. Um, Final note, um, I, I love the Dio droid. <laughs> That's all I have to say. Babu Frick, he's kind of cool. Um, you didn't say anything in this. <laughs> no, he just like breakdance. Babu Frick is great. Neither did the baby Yoda. Oh, well, baby oh, Yoda never talks. For like five just seconds. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like Bill and Ted. They're just jumping through all these various points in now, time. Now there's a movie you should go watch. <laughs> Three movies you should go watch. Yeah. And uh, yeah, not, you know, not the most original, but hey, what? it's Lego. <laughs> it's a product. <laughs> um, okay, so Lego's follow ThoughtCast, uh, at ThoughtCast, you know, Twitter, Instagram. You can find us on various podcasting platforms and uh, visit our website, ThoughtCast.com. Uh, Jody, do you want to plug any Instagram? 
I was trying to plug like a pun where I was going to be like, I don't want to let go of this conversation, but then like, I couldn't think of it fast enough. So yeah, sure. Follow me on Instagram. I'm not on there right now, but I will be someday. Uh, it's Jody Pulaski, J-O-D-I-P-O-L-A-S-K-Y. And I'm there and here. Dawson. Um, look me up on YouTube, Dawson Elke. <laughs> All right. Wonderful. Thank you both so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thank you, listener, for tuning in to the Thoughtcast Conversations about animation. And I'm your host, Philip Elke. Uh, as always, may the force be with you. Have a magical, magical day. Have a wonderful week. Warm hugs. Mm-hmm.